Kane is in the building. <laughs> it's the Vinder Podcast. I respect this podcast more than anything. I think this is honestly the best thing to happen in the league since the league started. I'm- With the 171st pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Nathan Peterman, quarterback from Pittsburgh. We'll look forward to seeing Nathan on the new era field what do you think? in the fall. Le'Veon Bell is staying away from the Steelers because he doesn't have any long-term guarantees. Any word on his plan? No word on his plan. With Jay Legend. No mulligans. I have him as my number one. I love Tyreek this year because they, they make sure he gets the ball. Here's the thing about Baldwin. The knee scares the shit out of me. If he goes down, that's tough. Chris Hogan takes them to the playoffs. I'm Miles Davis. And Steve-O. Um, Leonard Fournette, I'm not a fan of I feel like he's always playing with through injuries. And yeah, Mac with Chicago now. I so. just told you though, I don't think Mac's gonna play. He hasn't. Oh, he'll practice once. He'll play. There's no way they do this trade. And I don't think he'll play game. much, dude. I I mean, he he's a deep. Yeah, no, he will. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, I'll hold you to that next podcast. I think McCaffrey, if he gets his workload, he will be flirting with an RB one status. Teams are just gonna scheme against McCoy and shut him down. I Peterman beat him. That's not happening. It's the Vinder Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. We are back with episode seven of the Vinder Podcast. I am your host, Josh Orner. I am here with my co-host, Kevin Stevenson. Kevin Stevenson, how are you? I'm doing well, boys. How about you? Welcome to the Josh Allen Show. I mean, the Vendor Podcast. <laughs> the Buffalo Podcast, you mean. That's right. Today, we have a very unspecial guest. The man we all love to hate and hate to love. The unlovable rival of mine and the arch nemesis of most of us. Ryan Lutz. Ryan Lutz, say hello. Hello, everyone. I'm happy to be here, and uh, I'm sure we'll have a bunch of hot takes. Ryan, before we get started, you have embraced the role of the villain since I met you that unfaithful day in 2006. Um, Courtney Valarelli was there. Oh, Courtney Tracy. Valarelli. Courtney Valarelli was there. On this podcast, we call her Valarelli. Okay. But what 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 started this villain attitude? Oh, Steve. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Courtney. Just um, I'm trying to get which Courtney this is. Courtney Valerelli. A small blonde girl from our high school. Soccer player? Yes. Okay, yeah. We'll tell you the story (laughs) offline. We'll tell you the story offline. But lots. Smoke show, so it's cool. We'll tell you the story offline. Lots. You have embraced the role of villain since you were born. What made you start doing that, and how do you continue the antics? Ooh, I don't say I would have, have ever started being the villain. Villain, 
it's more of just, it just kind of evolves over time. Like people don't like Tom Brady, but that's just cause he's the goat. Oh my God. So like, that's just what it is. You know, people don't like Aaron Rodgers. Well, guess what? He just goes and throws 300 yards in the second quarter and just bye bye bears. You know, you know what? Steve, it just oh, happens I, with success. I didn't put that question. Take it easy on the hair and the hair twisting. There, yeah, he's pulling his hair out, right? He's freaking he's pulling out. Hair, right? He's nervous. Take it easy, all right? What I was going to say <laughs> is I didn't have that question on the script, and I really need to start sticking to the script because this is what happens when you start going rogue. <laughs> That's what the show is. I mean, let's be honest. All right. Well, we, lots, we, we are happy to have you because, obviously, some big news came into the league today. Today is Wednesday. And I, it is a tradition on the show for me not to remember what the date is. But, of course, today is... It's, it's the official first waiver day. It is the oh, official boy. first waiver day. It was very exciting, too. Just to see the, the bids that came in. It was exciting. I was scared. No idea what the fuck I was doing. No yeah, idea. I bid, I bid on Kittle, and I had no idea what to do. It was no a idea. terrifying day for all of us. Um, let, we're going to get to that. We're, we're going to get to all of this. Trust me. Um, there's some hot takes. Let, let's start, as we always do, with some current events. I'll let everybody weigh in on this. Um, my first current event, Kansas football wins their first row game in 47 games. Did you guys see that by any chance? Uh, they, they beat some really bad team, I think, right? They beat some. They lost to some FCS team. Nicholas. Nichols, buddy. Nichols, sorry. And uh, they they beat, I don't know, who'd they beat? They beat Central Michigan. And we oh. have a powerhouse Big Ten team coming into Lawrence. They're from New Jersey. And we're going to prove our point again next week. That would be the Rutgers? Yes. The, I don't know if they go by the Rutgers like Ohio yep, State. With the capital T. Sure. Yes, that's who we're playing. And that, that's and, really uh, all I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah, they're they're on the up. They're they're one and oh. Okay. Well as good as your last game. We won. That's that's really all I wanted to bring up about the 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 win. Uh big day for Joseph Deneen. Everybody keep an eye on him. Big twelve player of the week. Um but yeah, Kansas won a Kansas won an away game. Everybody everybody got that? We got it. Moving on. Let's talk about... I apologize on that. I don't know what the fuck just happened on my computer. Oh, so you didn't even get get your take in on KU football winning a game. Did you have one, or should we move on? My only take is, are you are you the curse? Um, yes, actually. Because yeah. uh, like you said, from basically, they haven't won a road game since you went to school there, right? That's, so you, yes. start, you started the curse. 2009 was their last... How do you feel? Because I feel like you and like Jordan... And those you guys are all like KU, KU diehard fans. Rock I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a, a mini story about KU football since we got there. When we got there, it was 2010, fall 2010. It was the year. It was basically the season after Mangino got fired. Mangino, who brought us to an Orange Bowl, won an Orange Bowl. Keep to leave Chris Harris. You guys know who they are. But I never know that year. Everybody was hype. We're like, Oh, Turner Gill, Auburn wanted them. Kansas got them. It was like this big deal. We go to the first game. We get beat by North Dakota state six to three. And that's when we knew 
that this was going to be a long four years of football for us. Um, since then, we got Charlie Weiss, who has since put our our uh, football program into absolute disarray. We will never recover. Is it North Dakota State where wins came from? Yes, it is. So we also almost there. lost to South Dakota State, home of Zach Zenner, and Zach Zenner scored his first ever touchdown against KU, and uh, it was a 99-yarder to the house. So there's – is Zach Center from your guys' grade? Zach Center is from our, our grade. He is a homecoming king and hopefully a future guest of the show. He is out on injured reserve right now, though, for a lower back injury. So he has nothing else to do. So why not get on the cast? That's what I'm saying. I'm going to Detroit in a week or two. I'm going to go ahead and try to knock on his door, get him on the podcast. So um, moving on. This is a huge, huge. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to rewind. Let's go to Khalil Mack and Aaron Rodgers. Let's just go to that game real quick. Was that one of the best games you guys have ever seen? What's well, what's your take? I see. You. I would, I see you. It was very entertaining because I had a couple of buddies over, all diehard Packers fans. Two of them left at halftime. The other one went and just like walked around in downtown Chicago. They were like, season's over. They didn't even see the game? And then they came back like, Midway through the third quarter, like back to like their own cocky self, kind of like me. I want to say I want I want to call that a typical Packers fan, but I, I can't. It's not like it's like a Dolphins fan or something like that. Like I do believe that they're actual fans, but it is. It just to me, this game points out in more detail than ever and and always that if you have a quarterback, you can win. If you don't, a one-legged you quarterback. Yes. I would rather have a one-legged, one-armed Aaron Rodgers than fucking Nate Peterman with six legs and seven arms. Well, yeah, I mean, that's terrible comparison, but that's just have Aaron Rodgers. Have you seen a seven-armed quarterback, Steve-O? I'm sure you'd be fucking unreal, though. Anything's going to be better than Nate Peterman. True. Like, <laughs> you're just fucked, dude. But Is Colin Kaepernick better than Nate Peterman? Oh, God. Yes, yes. he is. You know, it's funny you say that because I Steve, oh, you broke up. Say that again. Steve, are you I just said without a doubt. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, I'm here. So, yeah, they, they brought that up I on Bill's radar. But, but they're not – it's not in the Bill's MO. You know, McDermott is such a fucking Mormon, basically, that, like, he won't do anything that's controversial. So um, – I'm not counting on that, but, um, but yeah, the, the last thing I wanted to say about that game, first of all, I mean, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just so sick and you're a Packers fan. You admit that. But he, um, here's the thing is, was that last play Aaron Rodgers? Or was that Randall Cobb? I mean, the last play, was was, like, I, I, his Randall Cobb made that play. He ran how many yards? Like Cobb. I mean, Rodgers threw it, what, 15, whatever yards and Cobb ran through the rest. hundred percent. Cobb should get credit for that. Not right. But they still had like 50, like they would have had probably a minute 20 if he went down right away. And they were fucking dead. They were I mean, yeah. dead. No, no doubt in my mind, Rodgers would have made some unreal plays, but Cobb did, did made that play. So He made that play, but he didn't make that game. But I guess you argue that Rodgers put him in a situation, blah, blah, blah. Rod, uh, the best, and Rodgers is unreal, so... He is unreal. My last question about that game, should John Gruden have talked to Khalil Mack 
and kept him there because holy shit. Yeah, I mean, like I told you, I, I told you Cleo Mack was going to be. You guys heard it on the intro. I'm, the pick six was like, that was just. Day pick, right six. Time. pick six. That was, hey, little boy, let me go ahead and take your lunch money and run no, across. No, that was his it. buddy doing the pressuring and the ball just landed in his lap. Okay, yeah, so you're talking, about, you're talking about the pick six. Sack I'm sorry. Strip, you know? I was talking yeah. about the sack. Yeah. Oh, the sack fumble recovery. That was big boy play. Yeah, unreal, dude. Like, I'm, I, I hate that he's. Am I breaking up there? No, you're good. Okay, I'm pissed that he's playing in the NFC North. That's that going to be sucks. a tough guy to face two times a year. He is. I, I, did, I did pick up Chicago's D after that game. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw that. Not a, yeah, I did. Two dollars. Are you a defense a, streamer? I'm a, I'm a streamer, so they'll be back on the bench when they play yeah. routers again. I'm, I'm a streamer, too. I was looking at them, and we'll, we'll get to pickups in a second. Um, but I, the, the last thing I want to say on Khalil <laughs> Mack is just, like, I feel like Khalil Mack is one of the last remaining defensive players that can legitimately take over a game. Like, you saw it with J.J. Watt in his prime. I, you know, he has, he's had bad injuries that are probably going to stop him from doing that. Um, you saw it with, you know, Jaleel Peppers back in the day, but like he, he, to me is the guy on defense in the league. I mean, the two guys, I have him and Donald. I mean, I think they're both dominant. Yes. I, I think Mac has more impact in all aspects of the game. He does because he can drop back as a linebacker. He's a like a legitimate outside pass rusher. God like, damn it. We got to play him twice a year now. Yeah. Fuck. He's unbelievable. Um, Quick, uh, you know, on to the next one before we get to the to the main topic. Obviously, the big news that we haven't talked about yet. Um, your weekly Bills update. We got to talk about the Bills. Um, my first question is Nathan Peterman officially, and I don't mean this as like, oh my god, he is the fucking worst. Is he actually the worst quarterback of all time? I don't know how he's on a roster. From what he's from what he's shown, I don't know how he is. I can tell you, I looked it up. He is maybe the worst fantasy quarterback of all time. He has negative points in his career in fantasy football. What's, what's his touchdown to inter, interception ratio? Like in his career? One to 20? Two to seven. Two to eight? Two, seven. two to seven and, and three starts. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. Yes. How many yards did he have? Did he have 30 yards passing? He had less, 27, I think. And he... His passer rating was zero. As a Bills <laughs> fan, how do you get behind that? I, I was never really behind it. I'll, I'll tell you when I was behind it. Everybody, everybody talks about McDermott's decision last year when we were four and two. Um, I, I'm not going to go into detail on this because I've told you my opinion on Tyrod Taylor. I like him as a human. I like him as a player. I didn't like him as my quarterback. We had just got blown out like two straight games. And so McDermott wanted to go to a more natural passer that's going to get the ball and actually take chances. Well, he took five chances too many, and that's when I realized that was a big mistake. So when he came into the season as the starter, you know, he threw like 88% in the preseason, whatever. It, still, man, like we drafted, we drafted Josh Allen. We could very well be the number one draft pick overall next year. We need to find out if Josh Allen is good because if he's not, then we need another quarterback. And that's, that's that. And now McDermott looks like an absolute idiot because he said that Josh Allen wasn't ready to start week one. And now he's forced his hand. So 
my, like a fucking idiot. And my biggest thing is you guys don't have the offensive line to make the quarterback good. But no, we don't. We we for sure don't have the receivers. But if you watch the game, which I wouldn't expect anybody to, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I wouldn't even wish that on Lutz. The offensive line was not that bad. He you, guys don't, you don't have receivers, but I guarantee Corey Coleman is turns into a stud. And- I guarantee you. <laughs> There was a stat, and I don't know how they do this, but there was a stat that said that the Bills' offensive line was ranked, again, I don't know how they did the stat, was ranked eighth this week. So it wasn't the line this week. Yeah, dude, your your Bills, I don't don't know. I just, I feel bad for you. Tank, just tank. I mean, I'm used to this because the Vikings disappoint you all the time. Well, secretly, this was best-case scenario for us because we lost a game. We got blown out so bad that we had to force our hand and we had to play Josh Allen. And that's really the only thing left in the season for us is to see if we have a quarterback. So now I can actually watch the games. If they, if we lost by 10 and Nate Peterman was clearly so bad, but he was like Tyrod Taylor bad where he's like throwing 62%, like 12 of, you know, 18, like that would be unwatchable. But now we got, now we got Josh Allen. It's the Josh Allen show and we'll check in back next week to see how, whether he's an MVP candidate, basically. Is he going to hurt your receivers because he's going to throw too hard? He might kill is, one. Is he Kelvin Benjamin going to go out with like a broken finger and be out like six weeks? Kelvin Benjamin needs to catch the ball before he worries about broken fingers. But True. here's the thing. I, I don't wish death on anybody, but if Josh Allen threw a ball through one of our receivers and he died, um, it, it wouldn't hurt our team too bad. What's, what's your thoughts on the Bills here? I mean, this is the Bills – little highlight of their their season here that we talked about them what's your take my silence is my thought your silence it's all they deserve you know what i like that thought from lots lots you should give that thought more often um <laughs> all right <laughs> on to the main the main news from actually last hold on hold on can i cut you off one second yeah I just have my own special news event sure can you guys at least like talk about dustin johnson for a second I know this isn't football related, but he I, cheated, allegedly cheated on Polina Gretzky. Is is this is this mainstream news now? Because I've heard rumors from golf, like people that I know that follow golf way closer than I do, um, that this that they've done this before. That like it's just like a frat house in some of these like popular golfers' worlds where they just fuck each other's wives. Yeah, I mean. But can you really fuck someone harder than Polina? And no offense to this other girl, but she's not Polina. That's what I'm asking. Like, what, what's your news source on this one? Probably some gossip. I think it was TMZ or something like that, obviously. Okay. Bar, Barstool? Barstool did it too? Barstool did? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Because that's actually more, more credible. This is the first time I heard of it. So, so the, oh, the only man. reason I'm not reacting. Google the check. The only reason I'm not reacting is that I've heard these rumors before. Like I, there was this rumor going around at one point that Dustin Johnson or not even was it Dustin Johnson. I think it was Polina hooked up with a different golfer. And the reason why he hurt his back that one year for the masters was because he was like running down the stairs and socks to like yell at her or something. I don't know. Um, who knows? I I wouldn't cheat on Polina Gretzky. I'll just say I would not either, but that would be big news if it's like a main news source, but okay. I don't, I don't have any credibility on that one. I 
that was news to me. So, well, well, I guess we'll we'll, we'll stay tuned for do, that. Do some do some googling. Well, I'm, I'm trying to talk about your boy right now. The, the main news from the the league this past uh, week and a half, and we haven't been able to really talk about it uh, in detail though, is Le'Veon Bell. Um, he continues to hold out. We don't know what his plan is. It looks like he's for sure out this week. Um, and it's starting to look like it, this 10 weeks might not be a fluke. Um, what are your guys thoughts on this? And, and I guess, I mean, we we're going to talk about kind of the waiver moves, but, um, do we want to go right into the trade? Is that what you're, what you're trying uh, what do you think? I, I say, let's just talk about what we think from Le'Veon Bell. And I expect Lutz to give a biased opinion, which is fine. I would too. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get into his trade when we talk about the, when we talk about the, uh, the transactions. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. So, well, yeah. my take on, on Bell right now is I think he's going to hold out. I think that 10, 10 week, he totally is doing it unless he gets traded, which if I was Pittsburgh, I'd probably trade him. So and, go ahead. Sorry. You, so I, I looked at some of like the top teams that could afford it. Houston's one of them. And that intrigues me mm. to get him that could afford him. Houston's a good fit. Um, Houston's a good fit because they have a good defense. They have an okay offense with a quarterback they're not sure of, but that, that run game solidified would make them a legitimate contender. Um, it would bring them to the next level if they here, had them. Here's the problem with the trade, and, and I talked about this kind of via text yesterday. This is a guy that's going to – I mean, if they can afford it, great, but this is $14 million off of the cap. So if you can afford it, great, but – unless you are looking to sign him long, like if you're looking to sign him long-term, like I, I think Le'Veon Bell is a, a fantastic running back. And I fully agree that he is better than James Conner as he should be. But does the drop off from him to James Conner warrant a maybe $10 million bump in pay? Like he is in the wrong position to be doing this. He is not a quarterback. He is not a middle linebacker. He is not a defensive end. He's not even a left fucking tackle. Like this, this is the most replaceable position in football. So I don't think he's doing the right thing, but I don't think he's coming back either. I agree with you. I think he's, I think he's out week 10. And if I'm Pittsburgh, I tell him to go fuck himself, to be honest. I'm trading him. So I'm going to try to get something for him. I mean, if it's one first round pick, so be it. I mean, at least get something for him. 100% agree with trying to trade him. I don't know who would do it. And I also don't know what stipulations there are just because I didn't research it probably as much as I should have before this. There's got to be a reason why nobody's calling them, but I don't know Pitt, what it is. Pitt has no leverage. Exactly. Like what's their leverage here? Like, they, 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 they don't want to pay agent in 10 weeks or 15 yeah. weeks. Like, why would I give you a first round pick? Well, that's right. I, th- I think to get him this year. Yes, exactly. If they think they are a contender this year and they are missing a running back, they will do it. Nailed it on the head. It would have to be going to Go ahead. Go ahead. I think if you're going to trade for Le'Veon Bell, you're also going to sign him long-term, just like the way Chicago did with Cleo Mack. Yeah, I think you're going to do the talks before because I think I'm pretty sure Chicago had talks before that trade. I think think that's one scenario, and I think that's – you know, an, an okay scenario is we don't know. We don't think we can get him in free agency. So let's get him in now and basically like schmooze him into it and off, give him an offer. He can't refuse and, and get his attention. 
um, kind of like the uh, who I can't remember who the fucking guy was in the NHL that the Sabres signed to try to sign him. And then he went to the Rangers or whatever. Um, same scenario. I think the other scenario is he's a rental. Exactly what you said, Steve-O, you hit it on the head. I think it would be basically like we are contenders. We're missing this right now. Um, so we, we need to fill this in now. And then he can sign with whoever he wants afterwards. Cause we can't fucking afford him. Um, but either way, like I know to, to Le'Veon, this might seem like pocket change. I mean, can you like us as just Joe Schmoes in sales as a cop that works for the state as lots who probably actually makes pretty good money in Chicago. But can you imagine just giving up $800,000 a week like, what would you do for $800,000 a week for the next 14 weeks? What would you do for it? <laughs> what would I do for it? I'd for sure yeah. play a football game. <laughs> yeah, just one. I mean, whatever. I mean, that's that's ridiculous to me, but whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> let's spin this off to, to the trade because I want Lutz's opinion on what he thinks is going to happen. Yes. And why he made this trade real quick. Because, that, I mean, that's, that's the total bell news right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Let's just thing, you do your do your spiel because. All right, you know, so, so let's, let's spiel. Let me or, let me let, break let it down. Let Orna go right. real quick because. So here's here's the trade, and and I just want everybody to remember what it is. So it was Bell, Hyde, and Murray, for Devontae Freeman, Larry Fitzgerald. We all love him, and Peyton Barber. Okay, so Lutz obviously was on the Bell Hyde Murray side. Derek was on the Freeman Fitz Barber side. Um, Lutz, your take first and foremost. To be honest, I had like a bad feeling making this trade, but there are nine losers in this league and there's one winner. And if Le'Veon comes back or even better gets traded, I am by far the top seed. That's a really good fucking point, Lutz, that you made, is that if, if he does get traded, that is your best-case scenario. Yeah, that's, yeah, that would be unreal. That, that's my dream, I, if he I gets think, traded. I think it's going to happen. Because um, then look at it. You need have DJ Bell. I have DJ and Connor. Connor, who's instantly... Who got 40 touches. So you, you're instantly going to have two RB5s. Like, they're top five. Yes. Two of them. Yeah. And then you're going to have a top ten. Yeah. Um, so that was that was one thing I was going through my mind. Another thing was, but, but the thing is, you still have Hyde. I don't, I don't, Hyde. I don't, he's, he's I don't even flex. want Hyde. He's a great if flex player. Someone wants to trade Hyde. I'll he's a great flex Hyde. player. I wouldn't call him a great flex player. Underrated. No, underrated. I, I'll, I'll say this, Lutz. I I do think that both teams benefited from this trade. I think obviously you gave up more. I, I think. I think that Derek won the trade just on paper, three versus three. Derek won the trade. But when you look at your guys' teams, I think that it helps your team. The problem with the trade for you is that you gave away a lot of depth that you could use if this doesn't work out. Obviously, Fitz is, is um, you know a guy that's going to get you consistent points. He has for the last literally 95 years. Um, Peyton Barber is a starting running back now. Devontae Freeman is a starting running back now. You're giving away a lot of depth, but 
the Connor Bell solidification, like having that backfield guaranteed, which we'll get into in waivers, is is basically why I overpaid um, for Yeldon, is a huge weight off your back because Michael Thomas and Demarius Thomas, I mean, those are not great wide receivers. And but you have Josh Gordon. Michael Thomas is Demarius Thomas is not. Sorry, I should have made that clear. Um, but like having Josh Gordon, who's you know boomer bust, and then Edelman coming back, we're not sure what he's going to look like. I mean, th- those are your only other wide receivers, which are a little bit scary. Um, so giving away Fitz was a risk, but if it pays off, it fucking pays off. And I, I, I do respect the fact that you're going. If you're not first, you're last on this. For Derek's side, I like it because, dude. I, I said it. I, I talk shit about his team forever. He's finally starting to realize that Chris Hogan's not the answer. He's he, he's <laughs> Does he have a catch? <laughs> Barely. I think he, he had one catch. He's giving himself a chance to sneak into the playoffs right now with just consistency. So I like it for him. I know he he gets you know he gets the the certainty of not having to deal with Bell anymore, and he gets three good assets that he could plug and play any time of the week. So I, I do like it for both teams based on the scenario. Steve, have you given your take yet? I haven't. So on this trade, I 100% think Lutz won. Um, like I already said, he got DJ and Bell, two top five running Maybe. backs. With, Maybe. Uh, let's say Bell doesn't come back till week 10. Huh? He's going to come back at some point. He's not going to miss out on all of his paycheck. So if he comes back week 10, guess what? He gets a top five running back in playoff time. Connor's going to be a top 10 up until then. So that's a win. So basically, you're just telling me that all he has to fill is a flex position. I think you can find people to fill a flex position. I I agree with that to a to a point, Stevo. Um, and sorry, we have I just got a ten minute notice, so sorry I was distracted. But the, I, I agree with that to a point. The the thing I don't agree with on that is that. If Bell does hold out till week 10, to me, he is a wash this season. I don't see Pittsburgh, unless they are like fighting for a playoff spot, I don't see them coming back week 10 and being like, all right, you've decided to come play. Let's replace you. Uh, let's replace Connor. So, to me, if, if it's out till week 10, this, this trade is a fail for two reasons. But if he comes week 10, why would they even pay him? If they're they have, because they have to pay him. If he signs it, so they're gonna they're gonna play him then. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, because you're paying this guy eight million dollars for half yeah, a season. You're gonna, you're gonna play. You're I gonna still, try to get I, your money's worth. I, I think at that point, I mean, maybe you do, but I, I don't know. I he's been off the team for ten weeks. You have Connor, like so. To so me, maybe, maybe he'll practice for a week, then he'll play week eleven. But that works for Lutz. Like he's all fresh and ready for playoffs. Maybe. So here, I, here's I my know. take on Derek's like. I'm going to load the team up real quick. So I'm not a huge Devonta Freeman. He, right now he's injured. He's not even practicing. <laughs> Have fun with that one all year. He's always, he's that same way. He's an iffy game every week. So yeah. just be ready for that every year. Like Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. It's an upgrade from Hogan. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's, it's Larry Fitz. Like at some point he's going to get old. I don't know when, maybe later on the year. he'll. He's 36. Like he's, he's going to wear out. Like, yeah, exactly. My he's own. a home. He's he's does great at home, and he sucks on the road. And but no way when Tampa Bay is out of playoffs because they're going to be that Peyton Barber is their starting running back. No way. Okay. Why, why, why would you waste your time with that? 
I, I, th- I do think he, he got three p- players, though, that you could start on any given week. That could start There's, now. Right. Like, after week five, guarantee if things are going to change and it won't happen. That's he's, a fair point. He's built for now, but he's not built for the playoffs. That's a fair point. What, That's a very good point. The point that I was saying, though, before, and I, I know you guys probably disagree with this, is if, to me, if Le'Veon Bell does play week 11, if, if he sits out week, 10 weeks and then does play week 11, it's because Connor wasn't good enough. So to me, that means just by you know putting two and two together, if he stays out till week 10, then Lutz loses the trade because Connor wasn't good enough to keep the job. And Le'Veon Bell, you know, so either way, so Connor either wasn't good enough to really stay a RB1, and then they bring in Bell and they need to use him for five weeks, that's fine, you know, if you make the playoffs at that point. Or Connor's so good that Le'Veon Bell doesn't play. So it's a safety play for me, but I think if if he sits out week 10, you, you lose Bell, period. All right. So let's, we're going to give you a take here in a second. I'm just going to give my last word on this. So I think you did it right because you had Connor. So you had all the right to go after Bell, which you played and you won it. Um, if Bell comes back, obviously it's a win for you. You get a top five running back. If he doesn't come back, guess what? You still have Connor. He is, he's a top 10. Like he is. We in think. that offense, he's in that offense. They, they feature their running and they love Connor. And Connor's been actually pretty good. So you can't hate on him for that. Um, and you got Hyde, who I actually I think is very underrated. Best case scenario, Bell gets traded. You have Connor, who's a top 10. Bell goes to a new team, which I honestly, I think is going to happen this year. And you have, you have unreal. If Bell gets traded, Lutz is automatically a top three team. Yeah. Top three. Let's go. Lutz. what's your take on this? Why'd you do this trade? Well, I did the trade because I had Connor and it's only been one week, so you still got to look at, like, when you drafted the player, like, what would you give up for not a first-round player, but a backfield of Pittsburgh that has a very good offense and they only play one running back? Like, I would give up a first-round pick. All right, so will I give up a third-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and a running back that won't even see the field by week eight? Yeah. I agree. And that last honest, I don't think I, I don't think I lost anything because sure I may have lost Freeman, but like I wasn't even going to start Fitz this week. That's fair. Let me give you one last scenario, okay? One last scenario. Connor plays well for the first few weeks, and then Bell comes back, and then they split. Then, then I'm done. If they split carries, I'm out. Okay. Then I want to turn ACL. I don't. Know. Do you think you can split them and play them both? I don't think Bell comes back with Connor doing well and just takes the roll back. I don't. I, I think that they're just going to. The I first week will be split. Yeah. I mean, but it comes back to you're paying Bell $15 million. Like, you're not going to, like, split carries. But at this point, they've lost. I mean, like, they've won by hoping that he basically sits out for 10 weeks. But, like, that money's gone. And it hits the cap. But, but keep in mind, guys, that this is the franchise tag. So this isn't like, you know, like the owner has to pay this, which sucks. But it's not like it's going to affect them next year. So like the general manager, the coach, they don't give a fuck about this $14 million. It's the owner that cares. 
it's going to hurt them as far as getting, you know, like a trade would make sense because they could get it off the books. But if they can't trade him, why the fuck do they care if he plays? Okay, so th- this, these are my two. I see two things happening here. I actually don't see him get traded. I don't see it happening because I don't think anyone's going to trade for him. But there's a they have a bye week, week seven. I could see him coming back at the end of week six, collecting his paycheck for week six, but not playing in the game. And then he has two weeks to get back into the form. Okay, maybe. I also, I also see, because my boy Scheffner tweeted, that he's going to be back by the end of September. And Scheffner's word is the gospel. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's going to miss out on all these paychecks. No. I don't see If he wants to get paid, thinking about this, he wants to get paid. He's is he just going to throw money. away $10 million? Because that was the difference between signing a long-term contract and not. It was $10 million. Yeah. Yes. Four-year, I don't know what's, who's the biggest, is like AP back in 12 mil. Who's making more than that? I feel like there's somebody else. No, it was AP. What's and he was like all by himself. What's Gurley making? Like 13? Uh, he got a lot guaranteed. Yeah, 13 or 14. So yeah. let's. I mean, so you're telling me he, he wants to sign a franchise tag to make 14, and then you're going to pass that up? Like, that's basically, in my opinion, 15, four years, 90 mil guarantee, whatever it is. I don't, I don't know, whatever the math. I'm not good at math, so I don't know. But Gurley, Gurley is younger, and, and I think Steve-O is breaking up here. Yeah, I am. I he is. Just unstable. But Gurley is younger than Le'Veon. But so how much? Like Le'Veon's 26, years? all of Gurley, like 23, 24? 24, because if he got extended, that means he had to be on the league for three years. Yeah, so it's only two years, dude. And I mean, Le'Veon's good for four more. Yeah, and then that's what the contract is. It'd be a four-year thing. But is this Le'Veon's second or third contract? It's his second. It's his only contract they can actually go and yeah, get paid. I think he's had okay. the rookie, and then he's had all franchise after that. Okay. I mean, franchise. Look, I get that. I get that these players hate it, um, and and we're gonna have to cut this off yep, here. Yeah, less than a minute. So, but I, I get that these players hate it. But for fuck's sake, you're getting paid fourteen million dollars for one year. You will never get for, paid fourteen million dollars in a year for the rest of your life, no matter what fucking career you're in. Unless you own a company, this this is the most ridiculous salary in the world. So just fucking take your money and go get your fucking contract again sometime else. I will say the worst thing right now for him is that his offensive line is tearing him down right now. They don't want him. Yeah, well, that's that's another problem. Is he might actually get killed if uh, if he comes back. But I wouldn't block for him. Fuck him. Yeah, me neither. All right, <laughs> let's wrap up this Le'Veon Bell. So let's jump into some league news. Um, unfortunately, a lot of injuries this week. Um, unfortunate for some people, mostly Steve-O. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's run through them all. Um, obviously, we have Aaron Rodgers with his knee. Looks like he might be back. Um, he might be questionable for this week. But uh, I guess the guy that has him will inexplicably drafted two quarterbacks. So I guess he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. I, Rogers I mean, is playing. You're still starting Rodgers, so. Are you starting Is there any Rogers? doubt that Rodgers is not, any, any doubt that he will not play? Against no, the Vikings, playing. I would say he's for sure playing. Exactly. How effective he'll be, I don't know. 
but he is Aaron Rodgers, so I guess you play him. Yeah, um, he's not. He's not missing that game. He's playing. Let, let's get into you. <laughs> let's get into you, Steve-O. Uh Doug Baldwin. I, f- I forgot him on this list, but Doug Baldwin out. Greg Olson IR. Um, not good. No, yeah. Greg Olson busted his same foot as he did last year. Then Doug Baldwin hurt his other knee. That wasn't the one that he hurt earlier this year. Yeah, so which is funny because fantastic. Even in the intro, I made it sound like I called that, but I thought he would hurt his same knee. But the other knee, that that's hard to predict. Um, but it sounds like he might be back in a few weeks. I think the question to me is, is he ever going to be at a point health wise where he can produce the way he did last year? Honestly, my I hope he sits out like four weeks minimum and just fucking heals up. Yeah. When's their bye week? That's the key. It's their bye week is like seven. week six. That's perfect. Seven. So, I mean, sit out till week seven, yeah. come back week eight. Yeah. And be yeah. healed. Like, I hope he does for fantasy-wise. But. And hope you can survive till then. Yeah, exactly. I got to find another wide receiver. The next one, Delaney Walker out for the year as well for a foot injury, same foot injury. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who had him, but Jordan. to me, like Delaney Walker, it was clear that this Titans offense does not seem to be the same Titans offense as last year. It's one week. So this is very premature for me to say it, but, but Delaney's always the staple in that offense, dude. He's, he's so consistent. He is year in year out. And now, Jordan just lost like a guy that gets five to six points every single week. He for sure did, but did did he? Uh, I, how how high did he draft him? Like, is this a tough eight loss? Eight or nine? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's a big loss. Yeah, um, it is on the fact that you don't have that staple. Yeah, that he's he's gonna lose a point or two a week. Look, last year he's not playing. Last year I pretty much streamed tight ends and and it, and it worked fine. I mean. I, again, I have to preface everything I say with, I didn't make the playoffs, but you know, I was getting six to 10 points a week out of my tight ends by streaming. It, it's not that bad to do that. Um, but it is nice. Like you said, to be able to have that one guy that you don't have to fucking worry about. Um, I mean, tight ends minus Gronk is there's a joke. Like they could, they could legit get you zero points. Yeah. Gronk. Ertz last year. Was yeah. Yeah. And Ertz. I, I grabbed Ertz in like the 10th round last year. Yeah. So that was a good steal. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, so that's that with the tight ends. Uh, Marquise Goodwin. I, I don't remember who has Marquise Goodwin, um, but he's uh, out with a thigh. That doesn't seem to be anything too serious. Uh, Derek does. Yeah. I think I was say, I think Derek, I usually know everyone's team inside out, but <laughs> It's only week one. We'll, we'll forgive you. Um, Quite a bit. But. but yeah, so he's over the thigh. I think he'll be back within a week or two. He's but uh, He'll be fine. And then Jeremy Hill out for the year. I don't think anybody had him for this year, but he just from well, hey, next, next breaking news, Rex Burkhead's hurt. Oh, is this Whoa. recent as of today? What? He did not practice today. Hold on. Let me get on the waiver wire. He be- he did Belichick not practice though. There, there's a difference. Uh, Someone dropped something. He's right? in concussion protocol. Oh, okay. So it could be out this week. Oh, big James White week, eh? Yeah, I, I, there, there's your DraftKings for the day. Uh, and then hey, fucking um, homemade drop Jamal. Who's, who's going to put some money on that? I don't know. We'll Ooh. see. 
Here, here's what, here's the thing. Here's the reason I haven't put Jeremy Hill on this is that Jeremy Hill for me a couple years ago was a first round pick, a first round pick. Um, and I believe it was my first year back in this league. I drafted him. Oh first. yeah. And, uh, wow. <laughs> what, so, what a fall from grace he has had. So just go back. Burkhead was, did not practice cause he didn't concussion protocol. Concussion protocol, that's that's not ideal, but it's not a knee for running back. It feels like that kind of hinders people. And I feel like, is that concussion protocol, James? Like, is it hard to pass nowadays? It'll usually take like two weeks. Not for the not for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah they're not. fake. They're fake. It. They're fake ones. Yeah. But, uh, Their baseline's super low. So how much money are you putting on James White and now Jamal Williams since Homey dropped him? <sighs> Well, I, they mean, I, I want to say sixty dollars just to fuck with people, but <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Let's that's, that's that's a good transition to the waiver ads here. Well, there's one more injury that I I, I say for last because it's the biggest one, and it's one that <laughs> it's one that you okay. called, Steve-O, and it'll transition nicely into waivers. It is Leonard Fournette. Oh yeah, he's always of, hurt. Dude. Of course, Leonard Fournette goes down um in the first half and he was having a fucking whale of a game too six points in like a quarter and a half um without a touchdown which his predecessor or his the guy that replaced him got a touchdown so he probably would have um out with a hamstring um Doug Marone says that it's not serious but he didn't practice today so i'm monitoring that very closely what are your guys thoughts on this i'm sorry on this fournette situation new year same fournette (laughs) you brought this you you brought this up on the tax lots and i i mean i get it you got to do your research on on injuries but um i mean you did just trade for a guy that might not play all year I hope he doesn't play all year. Fine with that. You're probably right. But I'm not worried about it. I was in a position where I needed running back, and Fournette, when he's healthy, is fucking great. Fournette's, so, what, 24 years old, but he looks like he's 30, and his body is <laughs> 30. Yeah. He does not have a birth certificate in the United States. Seriously, like, sure. he looks like he's 30, and his body acts like he's 30, but he's actually 24 years old. I know. But it's, it's a hamstring. The, the, the good thing and the bad thing about the hamstring are this. The good thing is it's not a serious injury. The bad thing is it can nag you for years. For your so, sake, I, since you got Every week he's going to be just a big cue next to it. Since you got yelled in, I would hope that he just sits out until it's healed. Would 100% agree with that. I hope he sits out for two weeks. But it won't happen. Get this shit back. It won't happen because Doug Rose is fucking idiot. I know that. And then he'll pull in the first quarter and he'll get the big goose egg. But fucked. Like I was this, last week. This transfers well into waivers, though. Um, there, I, I only wrote down two of them because they were big money ones. So you guys probably know the other ones. We'll bring them up in a second. Um, the first one I want to bring up is Kittle. Uh, Stevie, this was you. $17 on the line. Second most this week in waivers. Um, what were your thoughts on, on spending that much on Kittle? Honestly, I, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. The only thoughts in my head was I need a new tight end. I need someone I can start every week. How much do I want to spend? And I somehow came up with 17. No, I have no idea how I came up with that number. Not I'll tell you, time. I'll tell you this. I love that you picked him up. I think he's the way he, you know, I've listened to a few different podcasts that I respect a lot. They are super high on Kittle. Damn. The only reason why I didn't, 
put any money on him is because I needed to get yelled in. And I have Rudolph who fucking hopefully gets more than one reception this week, but a Kittle, I think will be a top three tight end this year. I said it in my last podcast. He's this year's Ertz. I agree. And I dropped him. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, I'm any tight end that gets nine targets and drops one that would have gone for 16 a ton is someone you want on your team. And they weren't fluky either. They weren't like little fucking, you know, outs or the fourth read. Like these were legitimate routes being run on like the first and second read. Like they're trying to get him the ball. Yeah. I, I mean, I put a decent amount of, of is it fab? Yep. That's yeah, the new word. We got we to gotta keep it. I put some fab on him and I tried to lowball because I just thought you guys were going to be all stingy and like put four bucks, but Steve-O. Dude, honestly, I, I started I started at six and then Tuesday came around and I moved up to 11. <laughs> and then Tuesday night came. Tuesday I, was like, night. I was at 16 and then right at midnight, I was like 17. Like, are you comfortable? I was saying, so stressed, dude. Are you comfortable saying what you put down? Uh, I started at two, then went to five, and then saw Steve-O had his tight end issue. I knew he would have uh, put a big number, so I put, I think I put 10. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's and, pretty heavy. And for me, it was more of like, I wanted to kind of like just trade him. Because I mean, yeah. I have Trey Burton, who I still believe. Good year. Yeah, Trey Burns. This, this, this first week was so stressful. Like on this whole waiver thing. Like I'm, I have no idea what I'm. Doing. It's it's a fucking crapshoot. And and with that, I'll, I'll get into the next one, which is obviously T.J. Yeldon. Um, I I put twenty six on him. Um, I got a lot of heat for it, and um, you know, to me, it, it goes back to the same thing that Stevo, you kind of brought up a little bit like if if he's your guy go fucking get him right like how many waiver guys are there gonna be where you just have to go get him um if he's your guy you gotta go get him i had to go get yelled in i had to there was no choice i had to get him because if i didn't and somebody else did and fournette does go down my my season is over so i was willing to spend maybe more than i had to to make sure that yep, that Fournette going down was not going to end my season in week two. So that, that was my, that without, you know, me prefacing it, that was my reasoning. What do you guys think? I'm not knocking that you went and got him. I'm knocking that you knew he was injury prone and he didn't have TJ Yeldon to begin with. That is, it's a, the same idea with like Derek. Like he knew Le'Veon Bell was holding out last pick in the draft. Just put Connor on your bench and then drop him once Le'Veon comes back. That's a really valid point. And the, the funny part about this is that I, <laughs> with my last pick, I picked John Kelly, who is Gurley. Because <laughs> I was like, if Gurley goes down, I'm going to have Fournette and basically Gurley, and I'm going to win this league. I basically did what you're doing now. And as soon as the hammy happened to Fournette, I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, why did I not hedge my bet on Fournette? Um, I, I'm not too worried about it, honestly. Like, again, how many guys are – I don't know the stats on this. This is our first one. But, like, how many times a year do people get stuck with, with fab money towards the end of the year and they just put too much on guys they don't really need? I don't know that. Maybe there's a guy that I really need that I'm going to get fucked on. But I only spent a quarter of my money um, for a guy that I absolutely had to have. 
So I, I'm okay with it. I, I did a lot of research, uh, you know, I listened to these podcasts and they all basically said like, if you have four net, go and spend a quarter of your budget. If you don't spend 10 to 15% of it, I have four net. I went 26 cause I thought somebody might do 25. Um, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I think this year is going to be very interesting on all that. Cause I don't, I feel like if you, if it's a guy that's going to be starting your lineup, you got to spend the money. Yep. But, but for how long? I could, I could be tipping start? my hat and, or maybe I'm throwing a curveball at people to help they spend their money. Go ahead and name what you want. But yeah, are you going to drop TJ Yeldon in like week four? No, this is, I mean, I don't know. Keep I'm, him on your bench now I'm not, not going to tell you this, but like, this is the exact same thing you're doing, Lots. Like, that, that's why you need to recognize this. You just traded for Le'Veon Bell to do the exact same thing that I'm doing by spending 26 fab dollars. Yeah, it's but protecting I'm, myself against a catastrophic injury. Yeah, but I did it with house money because I picked up Connor. Yeah, you're right. It's house money, but you did give up assets. I didn't give up any assets. Yeah, you have a 36-year-old guy that came run. I mean, I'm he's been a top. Up. He's been a top twelve wide curious. receiver every year that he's been in the league. Oh. Steve-O, help me out. This, this no, this. I got, I don't hate on what you did because everything I read said like to spend twenty to twenty five if you are an owner of of uh, Fournette. So yeah, we. I don't I, hate on what you like. I did so much research on trying to when I before I put my money on Kittle because I had no fucking clue what I was doing. Yes, the only reason so I, I overspent tweeting people i'm like what the, what the fuck do i spend yeah like, <laughs> no, I, no I, exactly I'm doing. Like, that's my point is that i have the, no the, idea what i'm doing the isn't the, isn't this is why it's great this is why it's great no it's stressful this sucks no steve you would have not picked you'd have not put a waiver in for kittle oh you I had, you had number 10 you just sat there and been like i'm gonna keep my number one pick yeah but you got him yeah he's right for once <laughs> he's right and, and the, the thing I was trying to say four separate times is that the reason that me and you overpaid Steve-O is because nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. If they did, we would have won these bids by like two or $3. Well, because no one knows if that was the case. Right. Well, exactly. Well, here, let me ask you this. And you don't have to, you don't have to tell me how much you spent. If you did, did any of you guys throw a waiver out there for Yeldon? I didn't. Cause I didn't own for a minute. Okay. I did not. Okay. Oh. So to me, that makes sense. And that's, but I don't, I don't need running back help. That right. And that's probably why I overpaid is because everybody knew it was a hamstring. He'll get over it. Um, but like for, for a four net guy, you got to fucking get him. You got to go get your I guy. Mean, there's people like Jordan only has like two running backs. So I'm sure he threw some. I'm sure he threw some on it. Yeah. And maybe try to, you know, leverage it to trade me or whatever. But I know he threw something down on Kittle. He won't tell me, but he threw something. That's Here's a hypothetical. When one of these big running backs go down, how much is that person going to go for? It's like $80? Dollars? Yeah, I think it's going to be unreal. <laughs> well, that, that is why... you to spend good money. That's why, that's why there, it was a risk for me to put this much down. But I have the big running back. I have one of the top five running backs. So, or top, you know, six running backs. The guys that you need to have that have legitimate offenses that only use that running back. So to me, I'd rather, you know, not take the risk on it and, and make sure that that backfield is, you know, solidified as opposed to being like, all right, I'm going to take my risk on Fournette and then have a hundred dollars to go after the next guy who everybody else will be going after. 
I mean, so here's the thing: like, if Fournette does go down, you you have his backup for twenty six dollars. Yeah, he I'm is fine. the justified yeah. backup. I, I have. I mean, my does, is this like after this episode? Is everyone going to go out and grab the backups? Their top running backs. Like, it's not a bad idea. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's not probably terrible. what every other league has been doing since six years ago when auction waivers became a thing. Yeah. Is this changing strategy that we're just trying to find? <laughs> give hey, we're, we've always been trying to spice this up. But hey, let's let's move on. Um, I don't want to keep this episode too long. Let's get into last week's matchups um, and, and talk them over a little bit. Um, we'll start. Why don't we start with you, Steve? Well, let's start with your matchup. Um, I know that you you wish I didn't say that, but <laughs> Dickie Popes took you down pretty hard. His team came to play. I had two injuries. I mean, what do you do? He is your number one guy, Dickie Popes. Yep. I think he has the best team. So I'm not too mad, but the fact that I had Baldwin with the zero, Olsen went out first quarter, kind of sucked. But Olsen going out first quarter it, – it, Obviously, is is not ideal, but I I think we both agree that Dickie Pope's team was better um, on paper, and they they showed out. I still, you know, I I think Dickie Pope's and No Mulligans are a very close, um, you know, one two punch. I have No Mulligans because I had him number one at first, and he got the league high points. Um, but you know. I has got a good team this year and you got to feel for him because he fucking butchered it so bad last year. Are we seeing a rotation in good teams and bad teams? Cause Derek has historically made the playoffs yeah. and Dickie Pope hasn't made the playoffs since like 2012. After always fighting for it. After week one, I'd say yes. I mean, I mean, it's my, it's our ranking, so they're somewhat biased. But Steve had me at number five, and I had fourth highest points or fifth, I guess, because Nelly had that late surge. Um, I, I think we're seeing, yeah, somewhat of a somewhat of a resurgence, which is good, I I think. But the guys at the top last year probably don't. Yeah, Dickie Popes has got a really, he's got some depth. He's, he's got, got a lot of depth. He's got a lot of depth, and 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 that's without Kenyon Drake doing really anything. Who I thought was going to be a huge part of his team, Melvin Gordon, I really thought was going to have a big year. Dalvin Cook, almost you know, not a great day, but even on a bad day, he got nine points. And then you know, Emmanuel Sanders, dude, like for him to draft him as the WR one, which I thought was a weakness on his team, is turning into potentially great fucking wide receiver. And then you have Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson on his bench scoring 20 each and emerging as like the running backs in Washington. Uh, I don't know, man. You, I think the worst thing that's going to be to home is, is if he sits on his team and he doesn't try to package some players for better play. He's got yeah, a bunch of like, a number one wide receiver. Good players, but no like, like outstanding studs, you know? Yeah. That's my opinion. He's got to package some players and get a stud. Yeah. And, and Steve, it, it's you know you you dealt with two injuries, basically two zeros, so you weren't going to win that game, and you still put up one hundred two, so that's pretty impressive. I mean, um, I mean it is what it is. I want to be honest; I I didn't even see that when I ranked you that low. You did lose, um, so you you had to be in you know in the bottom six half, unless you're me who scored top five points. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not, I'm not happy with my team, so. But yeah, 
that's that let's move on to the next one lots since you're a guest on our podcast we will uh we'll go to you first uh a big win against it's over johnny by far the worst team in the league um so i mean you said that before i know that you're not you know i know that you're not celebrating this win too too heavily but it was a good win for you to me it was more just poetic with with connor going for 30 points yeah. So, I mean, that's just great. Yeah. Then, I mean, really, I just had two players, and everyone else kind of just, you know, shit the bed. But hey, yeah. that's all it takes. It's all it takes this week. But, you know, the reason why I have myself over you is, first of all, because it's me and, and you. But it's it's second of all, because I I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, Fitz is gone, obviously, for you. And you ha- you have some guys to fill in, but they're question marks. And, and dare I even say that, like, David Johnson is maybe a slight question mark. And I know this is a ridiculous take, but it has been a year. So he did score 13 points this week. But are we sure that he's a top three running back yet? I'm nervous. I am nervous because that I, offense is so bad. That, he that is, was, yeah. And, and, and the game scripts, they're going to be so, down 20 every game. I'm he nervous. catches the ball, so yeah. Steve was breaking up again. I wouldn't be worried. I'll tell you that that game script, Lutz, that you mentioned, is part of the reason why I, in one of my other leagues, I, I, I was fourth or something, and I had David Johnson on the board, and I picked Zeke just because I know how bad the Cowboys are going to be. I didn't at the time know how bad the Cowboys were going to be. But um, <laughs> I, I, that that is the thing that 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 makes me bring this point up. But um, a, a, a good win nonetheless, and and we'll get more into detail on what this all means. So we'll move on. Um, we'll, we'll, let's move on to my matchup with no mulligans. I mean, I I had no shot. Jack's team just destroyed everybody. Like there there was no chance for me. I, I put up one hundred and seven with Fournette going out. So I was, I was quite frankly, really happy with the performance by my team. Um, obviously tough to get another loss on a week one, but, um, you know, when are we, are like are the we the scores of like 130 and plus, like, no. is this going to be a normal? I don't know why, you know, there was a spike in winner scores, and every game was a blowout, which is rare too. Like, honestly, your team did fine, but hundred, like you can't expect to win that. No, I mean, I, I'm looking at my, my lineup, and, and it was consistent. And that's what I prefer is, like, Lutz, you won with a couple guys going off for 30, 40, which is great, but that's not going to happen every week. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that my low score was, I mean, Fournette, who didn't even play the entire first half, with 6.25. And, you know, Rudolph got 7, and Freeman got 7, and everybody else pretty much got over 10. Like, I'm happy with that. I can live with that for the rest of the year. Honestly, like, did the point two five just bring our league up that high? Because before this, I remember like one ten, one twenties were like high scores. Now we're at one forty. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I've, I've I never. Think it's just that it was just a big week for like our top guys. The top, yeah. I mean, Kamara that, had three touchdowns. Yeah. Yes, I suppose so Kamara. Yes, and then Tyreek. I mean, he had two guys that over thirty six yeah. points. 
So I hope this isn't the norm because my team's not built for to score 140 points. You know what's funny about no mulligans right now about Jack is that his quarterback scored nine points and he had the high points. He, he had two guys under seven, one guy at seven, and his quarterback at nine, and he had high points. Yeah, he had the two guys that blew up. So He had Baltimore Jack. defense who had 80, 80 fucking turnovers against the Bills. <laughs> he had Tyree Kill who on the first – offensive possession of the game returned a punt for a touchdown and that was like i was still at the point where it's like oh maybe they'll they'll have a bad game and i could come back and win this that was it for me and then he had you know a million different receptions and it just tore up tore up uh the chargers and then kamara who i didn't even watch that game i didn't even realize he was going off until i looked at the box score after um yeah, it was a tough week for me to be matched up, but that's what happened all last year, so I'm used to it. Yeah. On One on. piece of advice for Jacko, do not start Big Ben when he's playing away. It's yeah. like if you listen to any podcast, read anything. That's Common, se- common sense. You just right? don't do it. At home, <laughs> go for it. On the road. At home, yeah, I agree with you there lots. He is home this week, though, so we'll see. And he can. Jacko, if you are listening, you will listen to the advice. Jacko, do whatever you want now. We've already played. You're probably going to get a top two seed. I won't, so play him at home. I don't give a shit. Next one. Uh, well, I'm going to save that one for last. The next one, we'll do Schlong Bombers versus Louisville. Or I always say Louisville. Loserville, USA. This was actually, I mean, two decent scores. Schlong Bombers coming out of nowhere with second highest points. Yeah, that it shocked me. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't either. But an absolute route. Um, Loserville USA, I still think, has a really good team. But that's a tough loss. I mean, I think we kind of said it, though, when we did our rankings last week. Like, Schlong is just boomer bust. He is. That was a a boom. Well, when you go all in on wide receiver – that that's what happens. You're going to have these weeks and you're going to not have these weeks. So I would expect him to be basically high score or low score almost every week. And I mean, according to your, your fantasy pros and all those apps that you use, Louisville's performance was underwhelming. Well, he had Mike Evans who, you know, we're not sure about this year, but I mean, all of his wide receivers tore it up. I'm talking about Eilers. Oh, Eilers. Your rankings rate him like number one. Uh, are, are either of you worried about Barkley and Hunt? I'm worried about Barkley, yes. Yeah, I think they could win him weeks. Both of those rankings. I mean, but if you take away that, what was it, a 70-yard run? He did nothing out there. He did nothing, but it was against Jacksonville. So it's it's not like he was going up against the Browns and did nothing. He was going up against the best run defense probably in the league and did nothing. Yeah, and he still got 19 points. He they're they're going to get their touches, volumes of play. That's all it is. That's all it is. All running backs and, and Kareem Hunt. You know he had an off game, but I, I don't see that being consistent. The only thing we talked about before is if Ware continues to take his it's a roller coaster all year. Yeah, but. Crowell, if you know, if Crowell emerges as a decent running back, he only got a few touches and he made the most of them in a game that was a blowout, but that could be big for him. That's his loss. He's still trying to replace McKinnon right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. His his bench is uh pretty yeah. dry. Yep. But you know, Jordan won the way he was supposed to win. He's the way he's supposed to win and he's supposed to lose is that his wide receivers are supposed to make up for his running backs. And he got he got twenty points from JGI, which is unexpected and you know a very solid. And Derrick Henry, I've said from the start, is not going to be the main running back in Tennessee. That's why I have Deion Lewis, who might win me a might win me a championship if I get it that far, because he is the guy in, in Tennessee. What are the odds that Jordan trades one of these wide receivers to replace Derrick Henry? Yes. Because he's got Randall Cobb, which is a great flex play. It, it will happen. I see it happening. I'll put money on it. It Jordan, he, he needs to. I got running. Even Jay Ajayi, Ajayi, like Sproles was the guy. Yeah. He was Jordan. only relevant because of his touchdowns. Jordan, yeah. call me. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, are we missing any of them? Um, oh, Nellie and Smith. Nellie and Smith. Place. So Taco Corp, who you had his last place, I didn't. I had blessed him his last place. He put up an egg. Yeah, Taco Seam was underwhelming. Very underwhelming. Um, 0.05 from Travis so, Kelsey. Like, I know I, I know I rated Nellie last, but, I mean, that's – you – yeah. That win is just, I don't know, luck. Well – I mean, he's got you three. The, you played the worst team. Congratulations. He did score 114, though, which is fourth highest. But it, it took him, you know, Todd Gurley to do it at the end. Um, I mean, he had some consistent play across the board. You know, his, his kicker didn't get anything. That's, you know, it's, it's tough to deal with that. Wilkins, that's obviously not going to be a great play all year, but it's a flex. And then LaShawn McCoy, we'll see what happens. I, I'm... I've been up on LaShawn McCoy all year. I'm a little bit nervous after seeing that first game and that the game script is going to be awful all year, but I think Nelly will be fine. Well, I mean, Nelly's always an underdog, so. Yeah, he, he's, he's fighting for a playoff spot. Taco's fucked. Yeah. That's it. He's fucked. I, Taco, if you want to deal DeAndre Hopkins or Jones for running back, holler at your boy. No, he won't do it. I offered him Connor Let's, for Kelsey straight up, and he told me to fuck off. Who's going to add Jamal Williams and you, trade him? Hold on. Someone's going to do it because he always goes for a Packer trade. You offered Smith Connor for Kelsey straight up, and he said no? Yep. Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's like one of those things where I would get a great tight end. If you have a bench spot, I would add Jamal Williams and trade Smith because he will take that. <laughs> yes, he will. Yeah, I need, I need some more Packers on my team. He loves Packers. Them. He will always trade for Packers. Well, this game was pathetic, so we'll move on. I, the next thing we're going to do, and, and we have a little bit of time left in this WebEx, and, and this is obviously going on longer than, it, than we expected to, as it always does. So we'll run through these rankings quick. We pretty much, it's, it's similar to what it was before. Our rankings are very similar. Um, We'll start off with no mulligans. I have him at one. You have him at two. I mean, high points. What else do you say? I just think Dickie's team is more deep. I don't think that's a, a hot so take at all. So, um, you know, after looking at it, no mulligans had some high scores, and he's going to have to get some consistency if he's going to keep that up. I think Dickie, you're probably right, has a more. Uh, I, I think he has a consistency. Yeah, I, I think Dickie could easily be number one. Um, but I had no mulligans as number one and he scored high points. So you got to keep him there. Um, Schlong, we both agreed on at three. 
you just can't, you can't look away from it. Like you score that many points. If your receivers start going off like that, you're going to have a really fun year. Um, if those receivers have bad weeks, he's going to lose, but I don't think he's going to lose enough to have it, you know, keep him out of the playoffs. Yeah. I agree. Um, myself. So this is probably the most controversial one. Well, I have, after, after this trade, I think it solidified. I think he losses ahead of you. Yes. And no, I think he lost depth and I mean, keep in mind, he, he still scored less than me with better players in the lineup. Depth is only good for bye weeks, dude. Mm, unless you lose a guy. Are these rankings future rankings or what have you done today? Today both. and future. You know, it's both. Okay. It's where so, we, think, we think at today's point where it would end. These these are these were before let's just trade and I haven't really dug into both teams so I I won't even get into it they'll reflect next week what I think about let's just trade and what happens on the field and ironically me and let's are playing each other which we'll get into next when we go over the matchups but um yeah I, the the reason I have myself here is like I said before when we looked at the matchups it was a consistent scoring scoring trend throughout my team. And my main, my number two overall pick went down in the first quarter, basically. So I think if, if he's there, I easily score, you know, he was on pace for probably 15, 20 points. That gets me to almost 120 points. That's, you know, third highest score. That's why I put myself at four. I can't play the if game though. I know it's not an if game, but I just solidified the fact that I now have yelled in. I mean, it makes you, it makes you feel good, but. Can't play Are you concerned about Royce Freeman? That's my question. Splitting I, carries? Yes and no. Here's why. I'm concerned about Royce Freeman because I don't think he's going to be a consistent contributor to my team. I'm going to have to keep an eye on him. But I'm also not concerned because I have Deion Lewis and I have um, Allen Robinson, who I think we're going to be okay flexes. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build you up here because I, I wouldn't be worried. Well, yeah. they both get 17 carries. They both they got both 15 or something like that. Same exact points. Yeah, yeah 15 I, for 70. They, both they just gave Lindsay the hand because he was, he was running well. Yeah. I, He's I not going to do that. He's not going to do that weekend. And again, I have Deion Lewis, who is going to be starting within a week. And I said that before the season started, that Derrick Henry was not going to start more than five weeks. I'm so, kind of surprised no one put fat money on Lindsay. Yeah. He's still there. People should grab him. I, I'm, I have... I have Freeman. You can pick him up for free right now. Yes, yeah. I have Freeman, and I am saying right now that I think that Lindsay is worth obviously taking for free, but I still think Royce will be the starter the entire year as long as he stays healthy, but they are going to split carries. As as always, Denver's backfield is a fucking wreck. But I mean, I, the, the flex play, I read, he was worth like 15% of your fab money. That's what they yeah. were saying. Yep, they were. So now he's but, free. Go you know, him. it's a flex play, so it's worth it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's it for matchups. Uh, or I'm sorry. We already did that. I'm losing my mind right now. Yeah. Doug no, it's you, you and Doug, you know, Doug and I, I think he's bad, yeah. uh, you said that already. And, and I, I mean, again, four through six are pretty even to me. Um, six, we have bless them. The one thing I wanted to bring up about bless them, um, is that the name change, um, we have our first name change of the year. 
Um, I am one that has admitted that I, I don't love my name. I, I, I kind of reach for these and I try to get something that sticks and I haven't won all that much. So like nothing is tradition. So I keep, I keep reaching for straws. Blossom is the first name change Nelly has had in a few years. Is this uh, a future? Is he going time? to church or what's he doing? Is he, is he drafting somebody here? It's a play on Jarvis Landry, and here's why I have a problem with it. And quite frankly, I will admit that it had something to do with the rankings. I love the reference, but he's not on your team. So what are we doing? So is, he, is he telling us something he's going to make a trade? I mean, now we know his hand. That's like before when he had I farted and he never had him on his team. It is. Uh, exactly. My wife's looking at me like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> just so weird. But actually getting into his team – I will fully admit that I was a huge LaShawn McCoy guy. I am no longer a huge LaShawn McCoy guy. I saw that oh, game, yeah. and that terrible. is a big problem for his backfield. Um, James White is really nice to have, but his depth is so bad. I mean, Going blow it up. Wilkins, he signed. Heaven knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I just I worry about it. <laughs> you know, um, when, you re- when you research fantasy football 24-7, I mean, some, some things that go right. That's true. Um, Stevie Weeks, you're next. I mean, injuries, man. That's all it was for me. They're hurting me. I don't know. They're hurting me. It'll be my injuries, dude. They're just, but it is what it is. I mean, it makes, makes a team like, I'll overcome it. You make your team with your free agency, so I'm not too worried. Baldwin will come back. I got Kittle, who's my this year's Ertz, so I'm happy. I worry about Baldwin's health. That's why you're that low. I think the team's better than seven, but we'll see. Loserville, I, I struggled with. Um, I do yeah, think my wide receiver too, but that's what I did last year too. I had, I didn't have wide receivers. And it is what it is. The opposite of the Jordan approach. Yeah, you know, I I feel like I can find wide receivers to to play. So I agree. I think it's easier to find wide receivers, but if you have three great ones, you can make you can score a lot more points than if you have three great sense. running backs. It does make it easier. Lutz, what's your thought on that? Running backs, wide receivers, which would you rather have? I'm more of a, to be honest, going from a draft, I prefer draft wide receivers I know are going to be good and that are going to play 15 to 16 games because by week eight, half these running backs are going to. Yo, yo, we are back with episode seven of the. (laughs) (laughs) So. Uh, but I understand that wide receivers have more. You can find some rats on the waiver wire. There's, there's plenty of it. Plenty of all to go around, I feel. Well, next we got, I mean, you have Johnny as number nine. I have him as a clear worst team in the league. I know Taco scored way less points. Um, I think Johnny's trade may put him, you know, in a safe place to not get 10. Um <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I think both these teams are bad enough not to talk too much about. Yeah. Once they win a game, we'll start talking about them. All right. Okay. That's fair. All right. Let's go into this week's matchups and we'll go through this quick because we're coming on, you know, too long. Um, the, the first matchup we'll talk about is number one versus number three. This is a huge matchup. I call this the matchup of the week. Um, I think there's and- two matchups of the week, in my opinion, but. We'll get okay. We'll, we'll talk about it in terms of Yahoo. It's one versus two. In terms of the Stevo metrics, it's one versus three. Um, what, what do you think here, Stevo? You start. 
I'm giving it to Mulligans, but I think Jordan definitely has a shot with those wide receivers. If they go off, he's he'll win it. If they we do talk, exactly. we talk about this three times a week. You know, it's it's boomer bust for Schlong. It's all a matter of what's going to go down. Um, I'm, I'm while I'm pulling this up. Let's you you go. What's your take? I also I'm going to go with uh, the Mulligans. I'm looking at Keen Allen. I really like him, but game flow is not going to go in his favor. Mike Evans, I'm not a believer yet. And if I look over at Kamara against Cleveland at home, it's going to be a statement game. Even though yeah. he does have Drew Brees to offset him, I just he's just so good. I, I'm going to go with Schlong Bombers here and, and with an upset. The reason being, I think I don't think Kansas City's defense is going to stop Antonio Brown. They're at home, so you know Roethlisberger is going to go off. I I think Keenan Allen's going to get his points. I agree with you. I don't think Buffalo is going to. I mean, they're going to snap out of this. Their defense has not going into the season was not supposed to be bad. It was really bad. It's going to be okay, I think, throughout the season. But I still think he's going to get the twelve to fifteen points that he needs. Um, and Evans, I, if if Fitzpatrick continues just throwing the ball like it's a fucking tennis ball, then Evans is going to get his touches. Um, JGI against Tampa Bay will be fine. And, and Cohen, I'm, I'm worried about, but I think that he'll be fine without him. It's always been a boom and bust for the wide receivers. The other side, I think it'll be fine, but I just think the wide receivers are going to do enough um, for, for Jordan to get the win. Um, is Jordan going to start Minnesota D? I mean, I feel like that just goes against who he is. You got to take emotions out of it. We all know that. Wow. That is a very good question. We'll see if he drops them. Is he a true fan? Yeah. Is he a fantasy football fan or a Green Bay Packer fan? Well, we'll find out today. Um, Let's go. Matchup that I think it's a little weak. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, me me versus Lutz? That's the one I'm watching. That's four versus five. That's playoff implications. I think there's more between it, though. Well, you start. That's a great robbery. I don't need to start. I'm going to let you two hash it out. All right, let's you go. Uh, okay. Um, you are favored by Yahoo by six points. Yeah, I feel like that's a little that's a little much. I don't really see how I'm projected 114, but, hey, I'll give it. Leonard Fournette, I, I really hope he plays, to be honest. I would love a first-quarter hamstring pull. That's great. Joe Mixon, I'm very worried about. He looked really good. Really flipping good. But then you go to my my side. I mean, the David Johnson, Connor, they're going to put up, what, 40 points combined between the two? That's just going to be tough to recover for you. Here's why I disagree. I don't think David Johnson's putting up that many points against the Rams defense. I think Michael Thomas is going to go off. That's what I'm scared of. I don't think Pat Mahomes is going to do that much, um, but he might. Um, and and Demarius, I just don't know anymore. Like, I, I don't know what he's doing. Oakland looks like a train wreck, but who knows? I mean, um, Goff, Goff really spread the ball around on Oakland, so I don't see why Case Keenum can either. Because Goff is better than Case Keenum. Oh, hot take. Is it? I will say that Case Keenum – Puts up more points and touchdowns than Goff did last week. Wait, this week versus last week or this week versus this week? 
Well, because Goff played Oakland last week. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Five bucks. Five bucks. Thanks for your money. Appreciate it. So So, is it yards and touchdowns? That's the second bet place on this cast. What what are we doing? Is this this yards? No, we're doing fantasy points. Overall fantasy points. Oh, fantasy points. Okay. Yeah. So I'll run I think okay. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna win this. I'll tell you why. Um, I don't think Washington's defense is all that good, so I think Luck and Hilton will be fine. OBJ against Dallas. Dallas is bad, man. Like I think OBJ is gonna show up, especially on a primetime game in Dallas. Um, you're right. I hope Fournette doesn't start this week. I'm on it uh, to be honest with you, because I think he'll be limited, and I'll get screwed by like 50-50 game script and all this bullshit. Joe Mixon has established himself as an RB1, um, which I was not expecting. He gets the entire workload in Cincinnati. So if Fournette can stay healthy, my running back situation is ridiculous. Uh, I hope Rudolph gets the ball more than once, but I think he will. And I'm worried about my flex, but I think I get the edge. I mean, our flexes are both do or die, to be honest. I think this is going to be the closest match of the week. That's all I agree. I, agree. I think it'll be the closest match. I think it's be like one ten to one eleven. I think you have bad game it's scripts. Gonna it's gonna be a very close game, <clears throat> which goes great for you guys as rivalry. Oh, so, do we have any? I'm, oh, I got Trey Burn Monday night. It's gonna be a long night. You got Allen Robinson tied going into Monday. It's gonna be. It's a. It's this will be the closest match I think of the whole week. That's why I think this is the matchup of the week. I hope it I is. Mean, I, I feel like we gotta go with the X factor. If we compare managers, I'm a platinum, and and Jay Legend is a uh, bottom feeder uh, on the bronze scale. So I think just if you just add in the coaching scheme, I think I got the edge. I mean, if you want to go back in time eight years back and see how bad my fantasy history is, that's fine. But I don't see that, how that's going to help you this week. Because you're going to get you start tinkering around 1030 on Sunday morning and you're throwing Deion Lewis and Calvin Benjamin because you're going to be like, oh, this is the week Buffalo's going to go off. The only thing that is – the only thing that I am considering changing in my lineup is Fournette, and that's if he doesn't play. But my lineup's set. I'm good. All right. Mark it down then. Lock it down. Schlong versus Mulligans. This is my matchup of the week just because it's the best two teams according to Yahoo. We already talked about them. We already talked about them. Okay, I'm losing my mind. I've had two <laughs> glasses of wine and I'm falling asleep. Um, all right, Steve. Bless him and Johnny. Let's, let's go with the last year's winner. Bless him okay. and John. I think with the trade, Johnny wins it. I think Johnny will too. I think I, just, I see some luck going and he's going to booster himself and he's going to walk all chest out and be like, yeah, see, I made an unreal trade and it's going to fall for him. I, I don't know, dude. Fitz versus Rams D. <sighs> Cooper had one catch. I don't, I don't see Fitzgerald doing that Fitz much. Fitz plays all over it, though. Fitz plays a slot. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he'll go against. It's so. versatile, and it's tough to judge wide receivers by defenses because, like, you just don't know, <laughs> like, if you get that he's, one. He's not the traditional wide receiver one, though. No, he's not. 
He's not, and and I don't think they necessarily treat him like one. Them losing the wide receiver one because you can't even name the second wide receiver on that team. Well, yeah, well they got rid of John Brown, which sucks for them because they don't have to worry about a deep threat. And I think more so than age, that will be the reason that he has a fall off this year. But I I don't know. I think he'll be fine. I I still think that Johnny's going to win this one. I think Diggs is going to go off against the Packers. I like Nelly. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Moving on, let's talk about Dickie Popes and Taco Corp. Do we even have to talk about this? I think we know. Yeah. Yeah. Are we all is, this, is this our blowout of the week? Yes. Yeah, this is the blowout of the week. Yeah. I'm seeing like a 120. To What's the spread on this? According to this, it's seven. Oh my god. But I would I would give it at least a 15. 20. I was gonna say I'd put 15 to 17 as the spread yeah. on this. I'm sorry, Smith. I just yeah don't see it happening, man. Smith, um, if you want to make any trades, let me know. I got some yeah, stun muffins you, on my you, team. You need you need a trade one of those two wide receivers and then best best for last steve you and loserville usa this is seven versus eight this should be a close one too is this a yeah, must win it is for both of us mm-hmm. it's a turning point like one of us go on two like that's a tough one. panicking yeah but i always said if i go two and two in the first four games i'm good Per Yahoo, I mean, this is the closest well, matchup. That it is, it is separated by one point oh six points. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable. So, I don't feel confident. I think it's going to come down on the kickers. You just got two stun muffin kickers going head to head. Greg Z, baby. Yeah, I. <laughs> I, I I I hate to say it, but can't I, wait till Greg Z hits three fifty. <laughs> you know 50. what, Stevie? I'm gonna go with you. I, I was about to I say Loserville, that. but but I'm looking at this closer. Um, Alfred Morris. I mean, he's still starting, kind of. Um, I think Kittle. I think he gets a touchdown this week. I think Kittle gives you the edge. That's all I'm looking for. I I do think Kareem Hunt will eventually break out of his shell, and you better hope it's not this week. But I love Zeke especially on prime time. And I love Howard, especially on prime time. I think you're fine. Trying to look like, and both your wide receivers are pretty weak. A lot of, (laughs) a lot of his players are on the road. A lot of his good players. So that, yeah, that's the only advantage I have. I think. Yeah. I I think he got it. Literally the only advantage I think I have. And Russell Wilson might regress a little bit with uh, Doug Baldwin going out. (laughs) He is nothing. And that, that offensive line is just so bad. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Yeah, I, I always feel bad for him, especially when I drop him last shot. He's, he's got nothing. I'm going to go with Steve also. All right. So the last thing we'll do tonight, and this has gone on, uh, you know, it, it's getting late, so we'll, we'll wrap it up pretty quick here. But we're going to do our best of the week in the NFL as far as our, our hot takes or safest takes, as you, if you will, for the NFL season. Um, based on spreads. So, Steve-O, you had a couple for us. What are your spreads this week? What, what are your locks? These are, the these are my picks to win you some money here. I got the Vikings plus one. And I don't know if the odds have changed since I did this. I Over know. Green Bay. Over Green Bay. I got the Eagles minus three and a half. Well, let's, let's stop real quick. Vikings over Green Bay. Lots. do you agree with that? 
Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's basically one-footed Rodgers. Yeah, one-footed Rodgers. I'll take the Vikings. Yeah. It's agree. basically you're just betting on who's winning there. I but, agree. So okay. I Vikes will. Go on. So then I got Eagles at three and a half. I don't remember. Who do they play? I don't remember. They play Tampa. Yeah, I think Tampa. It's Magic, good. dude? I think it was a fluke. What's the line? Three and a half. I, I had three and a half when I did yeah. that. Eagles. I, have I, think, Tampa I think they're going to destroy him. So. I have Tampa here. I, I think that they have enough weapons on offense. I, I think Fitzpatrick, I mean, they're at home, and Fitzpatrick's going to toss the ball around. And I just don't trust, even though he won the Super Bowl, um, I, I don't try, and I can't even remember his name. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. I don't trust Nick Foles. Yeah, if it was I, trust, one, I trust the defense. I think that okay. Billy's defense is legit, and I just think Tampa's first week was a joke, and they're they're running on too much of a high, and they're going to get destroyed. Maybe I'm going Tampa three point five there, um, and then you had one more. Go ahead, Cleveland plus eight and a half. Who do they play again? New Orleans. New Orleans. Yep, that's my big Ooh. spoiler. That's my big money maker. Just to cover or to win? Cover it. I think. So I, I do think they so plus eight. I think they I could think cover eight and a half, but I do think that they're going to have a hard time keeping up with Breeze. Breeze is dominating, um, and Tyrod is not. Tyrod does not score more than twenty-four points ever. So if the Saints score another thirty-five to forty points, then that eight and a half is getting shattered. I think Cleveland's defense is sneaky. They're not as bad as people think they are. They're not. I think, I think they match scores up. on everybody. I think they match up okay, and I think their offense is decent enough. And I bet you Josh Gordon goes off this week. Okay, this is the second one I'll disagree on. I'm going to go New Orleans on this. Okay, I would go value and just pick Cleveland to win straight up. Plus, they're plus three twenty-five. Okay. I mean, New Orleans got New Orleans D got their butt kicked by Fitzpatrick. Yep, I I just I just feel like Cleveland has it, dude. Well, we'll we'll revisit it next week. I I, I yep. think New Orleans has this. this we'll, we'll keep scoring these. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's mine. I I have Detroit plus five and a half over San Francisco. I do like that pick. I I think that last week was an absolute fluke. Stafford was picked off five times or whatever it was, and all of them were really bad, but most of them were after they were already down. That game was close until the third quarter, and it all just unraveled from there. Um, and I, What's I, their I, plus? They're plus five and a half. So they got to win yeah. by they got to win by lose by less than a touchdown, basically. Yeah, and I think and, that's very possible. I like that pick. And, and the other thing too is is San Francisco like they don't look good, um, or they didn't look good in Week One, and I don't know why. Well, playing against the Vikings D, who looks good against him? True, but I, I don't know why I, I hate Jimmy G. I, I don't because I should like him because I hate the Patriots and he left the Patriots. But like for some reason, I don't like Jimmy G. I, I just think he's he comes off as a douchebag, like a subtle douchebag, and I don't think he's proven himself yet. He won five games in a row at the end of a season that was already over for them, and now everybody's you know he's the highest paid quarterback in the league besides Aaron Rodgers. So I just I, I'm not in on Jimmy G. Okay. What I do you think? You like the pick, Lutz? What do you think? Five and a half? 
San Francisco by five and a half. Detroit. No, Detroit. No, I, I think Detroit will cover five. Cover. Uh, San Francisco is favorite. God, Stafford looked really bad. <laughs> oh, they're favorite. Yeah, they don't go. They don't go. I'll go Stafford to cover. Didn't Stafford get hurt last game? Like five times. Yeah, he did. But I think he's so apparently that offensive line is an issue. <laughs> yeah, really good. I but that was just an anomaly. I think. I mean, I got Kittle on Alfred, so I'm really hoping it's a high scoring game. So my last one here is Denver minus five and a half over Oakland. Denver looked pretty good, and they are at home. And I think Oakland looked, you know, kind of dumpster fiery. Um, I just I don't trust Carr anymore. I don't trust him. Is he his brother? Yes, he's his brother, but got paid. Yep. Yep. He showed up for one year, got paid, and then yeah. I feel like he was, it just goes. One I mean, year you had him, let's. I know that was that was a great year. The one year. I had him and and Cooper. It was beautiful. This relates to Carson Wentz though, is because like he gets this catastrophic knee injury that he can barely recover from, and he was never the same. It, it you know, time will tell if this same thing happened to Wentz if he'll be okay, but those knee injuries are tough. And, like, look, I mean, you know, Teddy Bridgewater and all these guys, like, it's tough to come back from that. Yeah. I, mm. I'm, not, I'm not against your pick at all. I will say that. I think that might yeah. be the safe pick of all. I like, I like Denver minus four and a half. All right. We're in agreement. Um, I, I mean, think, it's not my pick. So I'll let you get that win if that happens. But fair enough. I'll, I'll go three and no this week with my picks. That's cool. Oh, that's, that's cocky. All right, guys. Well, we're, we're coming up. It's almost 1045 here on a Wednesday night. I think we all got work tomorrow. I think that's it for us for, for right now. I'm off. I'm off, but that's cool. Oh, humble brag. Oh, so, wow. Humble brag. Go have a beer. Well, hey, hey, go spend three days up at Camp Ripley. Fucking sucks. <laughs> so last I heard, you were watching Netflix while everyone else was wrestling. So, yeah, By the way, Steve has pink eye right now. I have pink you eye. Pink so eye? I got- I got to watch. Poop. Yeah, can you see it? Who, who, who pooped on your pillow? Emma. Mm. <laughs> My wife's like, no, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, I got I got paid one hundred twenty dollars to watch The Office for four hours, so that's cool. Great choice. Give me that job. All right, guys. Ryan Lutz. Thank, thank you for having me on, boys. Thanks yes. for joining. Great us. to have you, Lutz. Wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, my hot takes were. Uh, conservative this time around i figured i figured i was gonna have to like separate you two yeah well you got me late enough in the night with enough glasses of wine and i started to fall asleep as you could tell that i was repeating things that i'd already said so i'm literally losing my my thought process but boys thanks again for listening uh this has been another episode of the vineyard podcast we're gonna we're gonna try to find ways to cut this down a little bit less than you know almost two hours but uh you know, there's a lot of high takes at the beginning of the year, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep figuring out ways. Steve, any last thoughts? <laughs> Good luck again. Good luck, Eilers. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we both score over 100. All right, boys. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening.